Welcome to the Man Under Construction Podcast. Welcome back once again to the Man Under Construction Podcast. Brought to you by Unfiltered Testosterone and Toxic Masculinity. I kid, I'm totally kidding about that, but we are back for another week. We are ready to do this, ready to grow, learn, and walk towards the goal of being a better man. I still get a little nervous, but this is amazing. I feel so blessed to be able to do this. The feedback that I'm getting puts all that nervousness aside, and it inspires me to keep going, to continue learning, digging deep within myself, to find the man I was destined to be designed to be. The podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, as well as other podcast platforms. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so and leave a five-star rating along with a small little comment. It does help. It helps with the algorithm and it helps boost the podcast up. And I'm hoping to reach as many men as I can, men who find themselves in my situation or have found themselves in, in some pretty tough times and need that uplifting conversation, that uplifting, motivational, inspirational word. So I'm hoping to reach them as well. So that five-star rating and comment will definitely do that. And I would really appreciate it. And also, this episode, I do talk about mature man stuff. So as always, be a little careful around the, the little ones. Be a gentleman as we talk about mature man stuff. As always, I'd like to thank God for the opportunity to share what he has done in my life. Without him, I wouldn't be here. In life, there are ups and downs. And I'm glad that I can share those experiences with you openly. Through this podcast, it has given me the strength and the bravery to be able to do that. And knowing that it touches someone out there really helps me to to overcome any nervousness that I might have or any shame that might try to accompany this. So I'm glad that I could share those things openly. It's been a great transition in my life, and I recently read that victories in your life are not meant to hoard, but they are meant to be shared. Victories are not supposed to be self-serving. My wife recently shared a picture with me, and it had a quote on it. She, Like I said, she shared it with me, and it read, One day you will tell your story of how you've overcome, what you're going through now, and it will become part of someone's survival guide. That right there is epic. The things that you're going through, the things that you have overcome are going to be someone else's survival guide, someone's guide to get out of the trouble that they're in, to help them avoid some of the pain and loss that you have gone through. That's amazing. So if you have overcome If you have triumphed over something, share your story. Talk about it. Help somebody out. And thank you to my wife, Sheila. She is amazing, and I love you. And she's always been supportive of what I'm doing with this podcast. And I thank her so much. She has, more than I can express, she has helped me. And I'm so thankful. So thank you. The man of the week. Actually, this week I'm going to change it up. It's going to be... 
It's, it's the man of the week, but this is gonna be about a woman. And before some of you guys are a little apprehensive about it, let's go ahead and just be a little open-minded. Women can teach us some stuff as well. And that's a good thing. That's a, a thing about a wise man. A wise man listens. Whether it comes from a woman or a man, you're wise and secure enough in your manhood to be able to listen and and respect the fact that you know some lessons do come from women. So let's jump into the story. This story is about Melanie. She was running a 2.4 mile state championship race. Hundreds, I'm sorry, hundreds of runners were competing for the title and a chance to get a scholarship. There was only a little part of the race left. And one of the runners went down with an injury to her patella, to her patellar tendon. She went down, and other runners just simply passed by her. She tried to get back up, but the injury was too severe and just fell back down. In pain, she tried again. She limped, but fell to the ground. And that's where we meet Melanie. She stopped and told the injured runner, hop on my back. It was Melanie's last race as well. She knew what she would be giving up by picking up the injured runner. But regardless, the runner jumped on, and they came in last. Sure, yeah, you know, they lost the race. But what they gained outlasted that one race. Grace, hope, and friendship. And that's what we need to do sometimes. I know that I've been preoccupied sometimes with just myself and reaching the finish line that I've overlooked some of my friends that have been down and out and injured and that's what I want to do with this podcast I know I have a main goal but I want to be able to help people out there that have been in my shoes or find themselves in my shoes when I was in the in the pits of, of my addiction and let them know that we can get out of this. That we can get out of this. Hop on my back, and we can do this together. We can get out of this and learn to be better men. So, with that story, when I read that story, it was it was inspiring. It was amazing, and it really spoke to me, especially with what I'm trying to do with this podcast. So, that's this week's man of the week. Thank you, Melanie, for that amazing, inspirational story of your life. I'm excited to announce that. I'm hoping within this next episode, or the next couple of episodes, my wife will be joining us. And she's going to share a part of her story. And that episode is going to be called Through Her Eyes. I wanted to call it that because I want to give a woman's perspective of what the damage a father can cause to a little girl. When there's a, when there's a a home without a father, it surpasses just the effects of a son, but it pours into the effects of a daughter. And I wanted to bring that perspective, and I hope that in doing so, she, when she shares that story, that it will, open, it, will, it will open our eyes to be able to see past ourselves, past just what we do in our own lives, but make us cognizant of the fact that our actions, our reactions, what we say, what we do has a great impact on our sons and daughters. And that's really what I want to do. And, and her story is not, it, it is one of tragedy, but it's also one of triumph. So I can't wait to bring that to you. And I can't wait for her to share her story. 
it's going to be an amazing podcast and I hope you'll join us for that. So for that, I'm sorry. We have come full circle in my own story. In the, in the beginning when I was just a preteen abandoned by his father to the, all the mess of my addiction, all the time I lost, all the moments that I can never get back. And I think about this now and now is the time for reconstruction for, in my life. Where do we go from here? Where do I go? I learn and continue to share my triumph. I start by building walls, reinforcing broken ones. And now I have to make sure that this never happens again. Now I start to better myself one lesson at a time. And during this journey, I've learned so much about myself, understanding, understanding where you've been is a major step to making sure that your walls hold up during moments of weakness. So one of the first things I did was install some filters on my phone and my computer to keep track of my activity online and gave that access to my wife. And I know it might be a little extreme, a little extreme for some people out there, but my relationship with my wife is far more important. I don't want to hide anything. And when you're exposed in that way, it's a lot harder for your mind to wander off, knowing that you're, you're being tracked or being watched or being accountable, I should say, with your online activity really helps you stay the course and stay away from places that you shouldn't be online. One thing that you got to understand with the addiction that I had was that, or for any addiction for that matter, is that you got to remain vigilant. You have to remain strong, proactive. Just because you've overcome it once doesn't mean that it's done with you. It comes back and tries to tempt you into the very same thing that it did before. It creeps back up into your life, but this time you are ready. The walls of your heart and mind are fortified. I've had to give up some relationships. I've had to unfriend certain people on social media, women with flirtatious natures. I've had to cut them off because I I don't want to give any room to going back to the place that I escaped. And all these things may sound a, a little extreme, but having lost so much is small in comparison to what I will gain. All the things that I'm doing right now proactively is is minute to what I will gain, which is my freedom from, from my addiction. As I've mentioned before, I don't do private messaging with the opposite sex. I don't do Snapchat. And, and th- that should be a basic rule. A grown man, grown married man has no business with Snapchat or self-deleting app message apps. I try, my, I try my best to be aware of my actions around women. I have to. I have to remain vigilant and strong and cognizant of these things if I am to remain successful over my past addiction. I've got to do these things. Another aspect that I was not aware of, now looking back and, and having discovered what I was missing in my life, the, the absence of a father produces an unhealthy dependence on women. And I saw this in my life. I saw this in my life big time. And this is not a jab at moms who, who, 
take up that role when fathers decide to step down and abandon their posts. But when they do, and the mom steps up, it creates this unhealthy balance in our life. And I saw it in everything that I did. My emotions and decisions were based on women's approval. I was constantly looking for it. Even from the things that when I analyzed what I would watch and what I would engage in, it was all the approval of the man. Also, I, I never could fight my own battles. I didn't have anyone there to teach me how to fight my battles. Fight my battles. My mom would take care of them. And and in the end, and I see that now in the end, in the end, it just made me weak. And I don't blame her. She's a fighter and I love her. And I applaud all moms that can that are able to do that. But pretty soon the imbalance starts to manifest itself as as it did in my life. I was weak, dependent on women's approval. And that bled into my relationships. And when a woman would disapprove of me, it would totally break my heart. I, I would get angry. I would just totally fall apart because some woman didn't approve of me or I didn't win her over or she didn't like me. It just totally devastated me because of that, that dependence on mom. And we may not think about it, but every little thing in our life has an effect on us in some way or another. And my father, I've had to learn to forgive him. I've had to learn to understand that maybe he has his own father wound. And all he showed me was what he was exposed to and he didn't know any better. Any better. So I don't, I don't hate him or despise him. I love him and I have forgiven him. And I understand that maybe he's fighting his own battles. And I can't be responsible for that. I can't be responsible for that. I got to take care of my own actions now. I decided that that will not be the end of me. I've gathered myself and found the will to be the man that, that I never had in my life for my daughter and my stepson. I will pray, read, listen, whatever I need to do to ensure that I be the best possible man that I can possibly be. I have to. We have to. Men, we have to do this. Our families need us. I also wanted to share a little insight as to what goes on in our mind and body when we engage in this uh, behavior, which is designated to be or reserved for, for our wife in marriage. I wanted to share it with you so you could see how beautiful it was designed to be, how beautiful it was designed to be shared with that woman you love. And when you think about it, it's just simply mind-blowing. So when we're intimate with, with our wife, I mean, it's not simply mind-blowing because of the act. I mean, that itself is just pretty mind-blowing. Let's be real, guys. Let's just be real about that. But everything that's going on inside your body, is, it's a chemical party. The euphoria we feel. It's because of the dopamine that's being released at the end of the escapade. But during, it, it, it's what happens during all that activity that is amazing. Your body releases a chemical, call, a chemical called epinephrine, which is a chemical that heightens our memory. And during that moment when our body releases that, it tends to take photos and, and captures images in our mind 
when the chemical is released. So anytime the chemical is released, images of what it's associated with pop into your head. Which is why, which is, this is, this is another aspect of it, which is why, like, for me, when I was uh, addicted to uh, pornography and, and, and adult material, when I would think of, of intimacy or being with a woman, my mind would be flooded with images and videos of, of things I saw like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It's, it's, it's amazing. All because of that chemical epinephrine, my mind stored these images during that moment when I was engaging in this activity, and they, and they would still pop up 15 years later. So let's put it in per, into perspective as to how it associates with our wife. So our body becomes addicted to the dopamine, the euphoric feeling. But also during the, during the activity, your body releases epinephrine, which causes your memory to be heightened, and it starts taking uh, almost like photos or, or little videos of, of what you're seeing through your eyes at that moment. So when you put those two factors together, your experience with the one you love, your wife, it's not supposed to be just an act, but it's supposed to be, it's designed to be an experience in your mind, body, and soul. So when you, when you think about that, when you think about being intimate, the first thing that should pop in your head is your wife, the person you love. When you put that into perspective, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It actually blows my mind the way we're, we were designed to experience that with our wife and almost to a point be addicted to our wife. So it's amazing. I'm pretty sure the ladies out there would appreciate that. But um, I, I just thought I wanted to, I wanted to share that because it's, it's beautiful. And to understand that really brings a bigger appreciation for it. So now we've reached that time of the podcast that we like to call the man code. It's time for the man code. Rules that men should follow, but probably won't. Can't say we didn't tell you. So this is it, the man code. Before I go on, I'd like to share a little story about the man code. When coming up with the man code segment, I thought about calling it the bro code. But as I sat there and thought about it, all it reminded me of was a bunch of college college frat boys. College frat boys talking about the bro code. Like, hey, bro. Hey, man. I was, like, talking to that girl. And you got in the way, man. You know that I like her. The bro code, man. You got to remember the bro code. I was talking to Stephanie, all right? All right, man. Yeah, bro. The bro code. So that's why... <laughs> That's why I decided to go with the man code because I didn't. It, I don't know. It reminded me too much of a bunch. It too, reminded me too much of a bunch of immature college frat boys. So, and plus a man code. Man code is more demanding. More, it's it's more uh, it's stronger than just the bro code. So today's man code will be brought to you by the art of the gentleman, and this will be geared towards the aspect of conversations. And I'm guilty of this. And have seen it in others as well. But so, so when I discuss these things, I'm speaking to myself as well. So men, when engaging in a conversation, don't continually look around the room. 
you have a conversation with someone, don't don't just look around the room looking to see who else you can talk to. Be engaged with the individual you're chatting with. And if the conversation is going nowhere and you don't really want to talk to that person, politely excuse yourself. Be a gentleman. It was nice meeting you. It was well, it was nice seeing you or meeting you, depending on the situation. And excuse yourself and talk to the person you want to talk to. On the same vein, don't continually look at your watch or fidget. If the conversation is headed nowhere, politely excuse yourself. No big deal. No harm, no foul. It was nice to see you. I got to I got to go. Also, when engaged in a group, don't only talk to one person. It's kind of rude and it, it looks bad. So be a gentleman and talk to everyone in a group. And this is probably the biggest one. Don't engage in gossip. Come on, you're you're a man. There is no reason on earth that you should be doing that. Save that for the beta males who wear skinny jeans and skip like day. Save the gossip for them. Be a man and don't tear down a brother or a family member. Don't don't be don't be engaging in that kind of stuff. Be better than that. Also. Also, be careful with politics. This stuff has gotten pretty heavy lately and sometimes it doesn't end well. So it's better 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 to be on the safe side unless you know they're the same persuasion. It's better to play be on the safe side and totally gloss over the subject. Don't engage in it. You talk about other stuff. Not everything in life revolves around politics. Another one, don't use profanity. Some of you might not like this, but some people don't mind and but some people do. I personally don't swear. So stay on the safe side and come off like a polished gentleman. Watch your language. Be a gentleman. Don't be a conversation hog. We all know that one person that just wants to talk and not let anybody else talk. Kind of like what I'm doing right now on this podcast. I'm just totally kidding. But don't be a conversation hog. So that's this week's man code. And next week we're going to go into the, the do's in a conversation, the things you should do in a conversation. So we'll talk about that. That's this week's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great week, and we will see you next time. May God bless you.